Fuel for Warriors, episode 27. Somebody who gets shit done. It's all down to hustle. A sacrifice of their being and way of life. We think of 300, we think of the Spartan. Sort of the courage and conviction to face their challenges in life. It always does the right thing at all costs. Today's guest is MMA fighter Jessica Aguilar. Fighting for, for what you believe in, following your dreams, being being the person that you are. Good morning, Warriors. I am Timothy Lawson, your host of Fuel for Warriors. This is a podcast collaboration between Lawson Entertainment and Lock and Load Java, a podcast that brings you military veterans, athletes, and other people that resonate with the idea of being a warrior. We find out what it means to be a warrior. We discover the challenges that our guests face, and we find out what ultimately inspires them while still learning about their skill set, their expertise, their experiences, their insight on who they are and the industry that they are in. It's truly a unique show, and I thank you so much for taking the time to listen. There are hundreds of quality programs out there, and you're taking the time to listen to this one. I truly appreciate it. This week's guest is Jessica Aguilar. She is a UFC strawweight fighter, former WSOF champion. She is out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. She's going to talk about how she got into fighting and how she decided to pursue this as a profession, how she challenges herself and tries to be the best fighter she can be. And probably the more unique and valuable part of this conversation is our discussion on women fighting men in MMA and simply how that's not the goal. And I think it's really... Uh, I think it's really important that we consider these points that women aren't in a fighting to finally fight a man, that they want to be competitive inside their arena, which is women's sports. So thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Tim Lawson 21. Jessica's at JAGATT. That's J A G A T T. Thank you for listening. Carl Churchill, the founder of Lock and Load Java, has a few words, and we'll get to our interview. Enjoy. Hey, Warriors. This is Carl Churchill, co-founder and chief coffee officer of Lock and Load Java. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our friend and fellow veteran Tim Lawson as he interviews risk-takers who've embraced the warrior ethos. I know you'll love our guest today. And when you're finished with the episode, head over to LockAndLoadJava.com and use the coupon code FUELFORWARRIORS to receive a 10% discount on our premium coffee and cocoa. Stay motivated, my friends, and keep challenging yourself. All right, Warriors, welcome to another episode of Fuel for Warriors. And this week's guest is MMA fighter Jessica Aguilar. Ma'am, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Timothy. You know, Jessica, we start every episode with the same question, but it's such a, a unique question because it inspires so many different types of answers. What do you think it means to be a warrior? What does that term mean to you? Well, uh, a warrior, what it, um, there's so many things that it, that it means, but to me, uh, it, it means um, fighting for, for what you believe in, uh, following your dreams, being being the person that you are, 
uh, the, you know, that's that's that, that's what makes you the warrior, your own warrior. Um, it's just being you, fighting for for what you believe in, what you stand for. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a that's a great answer. Um, something I'm always curious about when it comes to uh, women's sports is, you know, how how you get into the sport and then when you realize it could be a career. Because I definitely think that um, you know a few decades ago we weren't facilitating a, an environment that. Uh, inspired women we to believe off. that they could both play sports and then also make it a career. So tell our audience, um, how did you get into martial arts? And then at what point did you realize it could be a career? Okay, well, uh, you know, um, in the beginning of, of uh, obviously, when I was, uh, I'm sorry, let me start over. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, as, a, as, a young, as a young kid, I experienced a lot of tragedy in my family. Um, and, uh, I was, uh, the youngest of two older brothers, so I wanted to do what they did, and all they did is want to play sports, so I wanted to follow in that route, and, and growing up, I, I was an athlete all my life, and so when I graduated high school and I went off to, co- to college, I, you know, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to see the world, and I wanted to explore, and I just wanted to learn uh, you know, from all different cultures and religions and just meet so many people. And, and so I decided to, to, uh, you know, follow my dreams and, and I wanted to, to be an actress and go to Hollywood. So I moved to California to pursue that. It wasn't that easy. Um, and, and so, you know, I did a few things there and, and, uh, then moved on to, to, um, to Oregon where I did a some auditions in Seattle, and and uh, then I got a call from Miami, and um, I, there was an opportunity for Latin actresses. So I, I moved down to South Florida. That was in 2000, August of 2005. And um, when I moved down to to South Florida to to pursue the acting career, um, I at that time where I lived, I found uh, I, I found a job. Um, nearby, and I found a gym nearby because I've, I'm, I've, I'm an athlete. So I, you know, I joined this gym. It was a boxing gym, and I joined to, to you know, stay fit. And um, and there is where I experienced my my first, uh, you know, uh, my first time. I experienced. I, I learned about mixed martial arts, which is MMA. Um, and in the beginning, I, I took a class of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu by accident, um, and that's how I, I kind of just fell into it. I continued training after after uh, a month, after my second month of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training. I was offered my first MMA fight. I had five days to train for that fight. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I've always been, I've always been very, like, adventurous, and, and you know, obviously, I was, I grew up with two brothers, so I'm pretty tough, you know, two older brothers and I mean um so I was kind of I was a I was a tomboy growing up and an athlete so I had five days to train for this fight I said you know I said I I would wrestle with my brothers which are about 180 pounds what is a 115 pound girl gonna do to me so I took the fight with five days notice and this is a I'm cutting down the story just to make it shorter but um I took my first fight 
and I lost that fight. It became the fight of the night. There was promoters there in the audience who then called the gym where I was training and, and offered me other opportunities, and then that's where I continued to, to pursue. So you, so you said you lost a fight, but it was the fight of the night. Is that, uh, is that commentary on how competitive the fight was then, even though that you ended up losing the fight? Yes, for sure. You know, I'm the worst at telling stories and talking about myself, so you, you have to forgive <laughs> me for that. And you just, You're fine. You just keep asking questions. <laughs> okay, so, I can do that. You know, I, I, was, I, I, was a, um, I went to my second Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament, which was the second month I was training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It was a tournament put together by American Top Team, which is my team now. I had no clue who they were back then. I had no clue what MMA was. I was just, I had no clue what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was. I was just learning this art, this martial art. And so I, I get to the tournament and, uh, you know, for tournaments, you usually pay a registration fee and, and uh, to sign up and, and so on. Um, so I went there. There was no girls for me to compete and there was no guys for me to compete at my weight class. So American Top Team at that time uh, owned one of the largest MMA promotions uh, in South Florida, which was AFC, and it's still around, but it's not one of the biggest anymore. Um, that's where a lot of UFC fighters like Dean Thomas, uh, Dennis King, Diego Alves were, you know, they they were made there. Um, anyway, so they were look. This this was a Saturday. The tournament, the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament, was a Saturday, and the following Saturday was AFC 15. They were, they had a girl fight on the card, and they couldn't find one of the girls. So the guy was like, she has to fight with guys, so she should be pretty tough, and she's the same weight class of, I was the same, I was at the same weight class at the girl, uh, of the girl that, that uh, they were looking for to replace. So the guy, the promoter, asked me, do you want to fight? I, you know, I said, yeah, I'll fight. And he, he says, how much MMA experience do you have? And I was like, I mean, I had, I mean, I, I don't even know what MMA, I didn't even know what, what May was. And he looked at me and he kind of knew I didn't know what I was, he was talking about by my face. And he said, mix more short. I said, I have none. I said, I grew up with two brothers. So, you know, we would wrap our hands with towels and we would box, you know, we, I'm, I'm. Mexican background, so that's, I mean, that's that's the extent of my martial art, and I said I had two months of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, he says, do you want to fight? I said, yes. I didn't know what to say, I didn't know what to ask, I, I didn't even know the question, what questions to ask, so I said, how much do I pay you? And he said, he looked at me, and he laughed, and he said, no, I pay you, and I had just moved to South Florida, mind you, so I was like, wait a minute, what exactly am I doing? What, what am I getting in? <laughs> What am I getting into? I know I'm adventurous, and I know that, that I'm a risk, you know, but what 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 exactly am I doing? So he said, okay, I'm going to pay you this much to fight and this much to win. You can sell tickets. You're going to be fighting a girl um, for, I think it was two rounds back then, and it was two, three, two, three-minute rounds back then. And uh, she, she said, you know, that's it, and you'll be wearing these gloves, da-da-da, and I said, well, that's when I thought what can a girl at 115 pounds do to me if I wrestled my brothers at 180 80 plus pounds? So I said, okay. And this girl, uh, I, I didn't know after the fight, um, became the fight of the night, and everybody at American Top Team was talking about it here in South Florida. And um, this girl was, at that time, Lisa Ward. At that time, when I fought her, she was top 10 in, top 10 in the world 
she was ranked top 10 in the world at that time. And I had five days of training. I don't know if that answers your question, but, um, you know, she had a lot more experience. I, I didn't know what I was doing. And since then, I mean, I lost that fight, but I was like, I, I this is a challenging, this is challenging to me. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a very, uh, I'm a person that, that, you know, likes to challenge. And um, so I, I wanted to keep training. I said, I'm going to keep doing this. I want to keep learning these these locks and these chokes and all this, um, you know. And so I said, I continue training and, and other fights, other opportunities were coming. And, and um, so then I said, you know, I, I think I got a call from Bodog at that time. And uh, I think it was like my first year into the sport, but I was working full time and this was just a hobby for me because I was still focused. My number one focus was acting. Um, and so... This was just, you know, training, having fun, and going to tournaments and stuff. And, and so I get a call from Bodog, and at that time, Bodog was only invite, per invite only. It was a private event, uh, and you would only get invites to fight on, on that show. So um, the coach was like, this is, you know, it's, you're, it's getting serious, and I was winning fights, and I was doing better. So um, I said, wow, I can make this. I mean, he says, what do you – people – me what do you want to do with this and I'm like well I mean I want to be the best I can I want to be the best in the division at that time the best in the division was Megumi Fuji she was she was a Japanese she's a legend you know she's she was over 10 years female pound for pound before Ronda Rousey even stepped into the octagon Megumi Fuji mm-hmm. was like pound for pound the female best female fighter in the world and even she was even included pound for pound best with the guy um so she's a legend and so that was my that was my um kind of my model i that was my idol i i, I wanted to be like her i wanted to be magoon wanted to be the best so i said that's my goal now that's what i want i want to be number one in my division which is a strawweight division and uh so i you know i spoke to my to the coaches and and uh you know, they said, okay, we, you know, what's your goal? I said, let's do it in five years. And one of my main coaches said, I can make you, yeah, we can, we can do this if, in five years. And so I think we were about a few months behind the the five years when when beat Gumi Fuji, Bellator, and became uh, number one in the world. Um, and I think it was 2012. I'm, I'm, I'm not mistaken, 2010 or 2012. I think 2012. I'm not sure. I'm sorry, but uh, you know. And so, I mean, anything can happen. And this is why I like to share my story because I, I, I had no martial art back background when I started. And, and uh, I just believed in myself. I, I knew what I wanted and I worked hard for it. And, and uh, I became the, the best in the world. And uh, unfortunately, uh, my last fight didn't go as planned. So I, my ranking from number one went to, you know, drop down a few. But I'm, I'll be back. Um, and Good. so yeah, now it's, now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a pioneer of the sport. Uh, I've been in the sport for about 10 years and, uh, now I'm fighting for, for one of the best promotions, well, one of the, the biggest promotion in the world, which is the UFC. Yeah. Do you think that the, you, and know, you can, I'm sorry, Timothy, and you can cut out whatever you need to cut out. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. One thing that, one thing that 
all any of my programming does really well is allow the guests to just tell their story, and I think that's why my audience enjoys my programming is it's a little less edited, uh, so that way the guests can tell their story as they want to. So you get you get a lot of emotion and insight uh, that way. Um, what is ten years now in the in the industry? And you've seen the rise of the popularity of the sport in UFC overall. Do you think that this has, ha- like, if you were to be, uh, if you were a new fighter, do you think it's easier or tougher to really get into the sport? Uh, because is it easier because there's so many more people paying attention, or is it tougher because it's now saturated with so many fighters? I think it's easier if uh you know if you know what you want if there if there's a new up and comer fighter that knows what he wants and that's dedicated and that's willing to put in the work I think that it's it's much easier um you know it, you just have to have a good team you have to have uh, a good mindset and you have to be dedicated and and you have to want it um and and you I mean the sky's the limit you know now it's much easier I, I remember and I'm you know this is this is something that I'm very passionate about too, like helping other women because I've, I've, I, they can, re- I can relate to what they're going through, but it's much easier for them. Um, you know, when I started, there was hardly any girl fights on the cards. It was, yeah. it, it was so hard to. I mean, I had to fight in three, 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 four different weight classes: 115, 18, 20, 25. You know, there was catch weights. It was just, I mean, I, I fought at all different there wasn't a set division um at the time and and uh you know but i knew what i wanted i knew that um i wanted to be the best and i continued training and i i was dedicated and i did it so i think that if if the new fighters today know what they want and are dedicated and are willing to put in the work and have a great team and and great support i think it's uh i mean dreams come true man just believe my my (laughs) motto is smile and believe you know uh, like yeah. I said, um, you know, uh, as, you know, growing up, I had a lot of tragedy and I saw my mom, uh, you know, go through that and, 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 uh, you know, she just kept smiling and kept going and, and, uh, you know, I, I learned from that and, and, um, it doesn't matter what you're going through. Uh, you, if you just keep the smile and believe that everything's going to be okay, everything will, will, will turn out the way it is, you know, the way it's supposed to be. So, uh. Yeah, just smile and believe. You got to just Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you you, uh, you mentioned that you have a Mexican background, something I always uh like asking uh Spanish speakers. Do you do you think in Spanish or English most often? Spanish. That's why it, that's why it's <laughs> so hard for me even in school I had such a struggle and I think that's because my mother didn't speak English. Um right. so, you know, at home it was Spanish and and so in, in school it was all English, but you know I, I still I've been here for so many. I mean I'm a U.S. citizen, so it's uh it, it's hard though because my mind as as a kid you know was was all Spanish and and still I still have a hard time. Uh, translating things, so <laughs> even explaining yeah. things, but yeah, so my mind thinks in Spanish. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so you, I'm sure you've trained with you know anybody that that uh, that you can, but have you ever officially uh, fought a male competitor? 
No, I've never fought a male competitor. Uh, I've competed in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and the, you know, at American Top Team, I train the best team in the world. I've, uh, yeah. I was the only girl training MMA when I started, and and uh, I would train with the guys. I was the only girl there. So, but I've never competed uh, in a professional fight against a, in a male. And for me, you know, I've always said this: I, I'm in the sport because I loved. I, I fell in love with the sport. Uh, not because I wanted to compete with the guys or not thinking like I'm in this in, in, in MMA because I want to beat up the guys. No, this yeah. is to be the best for me. Um, not, I never, can I challenge a guy? And yes, of course, cause I'm just, I'm a competitor. That's, I'm an athlete, but can I say, you know, it's so much different, a guy from a girl. It's, it's always going to be that way. You're, it's just genetics, you know, a guy's always going to be stronger than a girl. Um, and I mean, but we can do the same things and we can be as, as good as technical. Um, but I just want to be the best for me and, and just be able to, you know, pass it on to, to other girls and, 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 uh, have, you know, empower them, uh, that they can, they can be successful in, in a male dominate sport. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I, in, I haven't got a chance to to ask any female fighters this yet, so you get to be the 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 first to field this question. Ronda Rousey has been quoted saying, "I don't think it's a great idea to have a man hitting a woman on television." Um, do you do you think that um, barring against having a you know competition between a male and a female competitor, what do you think? Do you think? Having it would reinforce how we feel about it, or do you think dodging it is going to reinforce how society feels about it? Um, I don't, I don't know how to answer that question. Uh, the only thing that I say is, is this sport was meant, you know, we're competing against uh, other women at the same weight class. We're not yeah. made to compete against men at our weight class. Even if we competed against men at work, our weight class, like I said, a guy's always going to have. It's just genetics. You guys are stronger. You guys are built different. It's just a different, you know, a different body structure. Um, so Jessica, I am I'm several weight classes above you. I'm pretty sure that you kicked my ass. No, well, but see, and, and the thing is, and it's just because I've trained for a longer time. You know, I've trained yeah, for ten sure. years, and so I have the technique. My m- muscle memory. It's for me. It's muscle memory. So if you had the yeah. ten years experience, I'm sure you would be able to. You know you you would be familiar with the sports. So it's all sure. about, you know, for me, it, it, it's not, I don't want to get in there with the guy, like, oh, there's, there's I'm never going to challenge, like, in that way. And, um, you know, it's just, everybody has their, their own place. And, of course, men shouldn't hit women. It, sh- it shouldn't happen. That's just, it shouldn't happen. And women shouldn't fight with men. I, you know, that's why we have yeah. different weight classes and, and a woman's um, division, women divisions and men divisions. So um, everybody, everything needs to be <laughs> separated yeah. and, and everybody has to have respect for, for one another. And, and uh, we just have to, this is martial arts. This is about martial arts. This is not about a, a woman competing against a man. This is about, you know, martial art, about respect, about termination, about dignity. There's just so many things, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. I I think that uh I would I would love to watch someone like Ronda Rousey fight against a male competitor just because of the uh just the, just the narrative it would have on gen, uh on um 
women in sports and you know stereotypes we have about uh, women in sports. But I think that you're I think you hit it right on the head that this everything that we watch on TV, everything that you, that all of you. Uh, athletes and competitors train for is about the excellence of MMA and not about uh, whether you know not about um, you know gender. Of course and not. Think, and for me, yeah. it's, you know, obviously, um, I want to empower women and kids, and you know, uh, do all that. And and I'm 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 competing, and and I'm a woman, and I'm I'm you know I'm about like women power and stuff like that. But it, it all has, um, how could I say this? Um, as an athlete or as a martial artist, we're competitors and we're going to want to compete and we're going to want to challenge ourselves against the guy on the mat. But to fight, I, I don't, I, I don't think it's, you know, I, I for yeah. me personally, it's not about proving myself that I can beat a guy or not. It's about becoming, you know, a better martial artist. And it's because uh, it's about, um, uh, passing, passing, passing it on to the next generation, and showing them, you know, just showing women how to, to how to feel empowered, and and uh, that they can they can do whatever they want. Absolutely, Jessica. I got two more questions for you. Uh, the first: What challenges are you facing in your life right now, either personally or professionally, and what are you doing to better overcome them? Challenges that I'm facing. Challenges. That I don't. I'm not facing any challenge. I think life is a challenge. Every day is a challenge, and um, you know, we just have to kind of learn how to roll with it. You know, I, I just like I said, I, I always try to stay positive, very positive, and, and uh, whatever it is, put a smile on and, and, and just let it roll, just work through it. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I love to spread positivity. I, you know, when I'm having a bad day or when I'm moody, I, it's I'm kind of like a hermit. Like, I like to, I don't like anyone to see me that way because I, it's it's negative energy for me. Yeah. And so I think every day is a challenge, and and uh, whatever you're going through, you can uh, you know, uh, it just it's just like I said, just smile and believe. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's that's the way that I that I um, that that I go through life is is believing that everything's gonna be okay, and and of course, do I have bad days? Do I have uh, absolutely? Um, you know, I I just went through um, my last camp. Uh, it was a, you know, I had just signed with the UFC in June and, and, uh, I had a huge fight opportunity for me and, and, uh, I, I mean, I took it and I was happy and I was pumped about it the first month, the second month I broke my foot. I had a, I had a fracture on my foot and I continued to, you know, people told me, you know, you shouldn't fight. And I, I was just in like, it, it was a hard situation for me, but, uh, you know, I I, uh, I continued training and obviously I fought in, in August. It was a great experience, um, but I didn't. It wasn't my night. It you know it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. But it showed it's it's a lesson lesson to be learned and and I just you know went back and and uh, regrouped and put another put a smile on my face and and just everything's gonna be all right. So um, you know whatever you're going through life, just smile and believe. Uh, you know. Any challenges yeah. can be overcome. Absolutely, and the, and the last question you you sort of touched on with that answer, but it, uh, maybe you will have uh, something to add. What ultimately inspires you? What's getting you up every morning and forcing you through the day? Um, 
even if my body is saying no, I'm like, my mind is like, yes, I'm, I can do it. So I just, uh, you know, um, for me, I, I think it's about leaving a legacy behind and, and empowering, you know, other women and, and um, with my story. Um, if I can motivate or inspire other people with my story, I, I think I'll, you know, that's what motivates me. Um, you know, earlier in my career, the motivations change from 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 time to time. You know, from your different times in your life. Um, you know, obviously, my mother motivates me so much. Just thinking about how how hard she worked to bring to bring my brothers and shit. You know, she didn't choose her life. She didn't choose to to lose the people she lost and and suffer the way she suffered. But um, you know, at the end of the day, she she just kept going and and she did it so you know me losing a fight is nothing compared to what she went through so um you know i I just want to leave i just want to you know leave this world a better place and and if i can inspire and motivate people with my story i mean that's 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 what i want that's what i want yeah very cool yeah before i let you go how do you say fuel for warriors in spanish fuel see timothy you should have like you should have prepared me for this Sorry, I, fuel, I didn't think about it until halfway through. Fuel for through. warriors, just one second. Now you have to you have to give me a minute. It's see the thing with with, with the Spanish translation, English to Spanish, it doesn't always translate the same. Combustible para el guerrero. It's it doesn't. It's not. It's not the same. Um, I would say fuego para el guerrero, like fire or fuel. I mean, it's the same thing. See, um, there in Spanish, the translation it's not the same, but. Fuego para el guerrero. I like that very well, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining me. I really, I really appreciated it, and I, I can't wait. I, I'm excited. I watched you fight. That's what inspired me to, uh, to invite you here on the show, and I'm excited to get a chance to see you fight again. Awesome, Timothy. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to head over to LockAndLoadJava.com using promo code FuelForWarriors for a discount on your purchase. Also head over to LawsonEntertainment.com for more of my programming. Stay strong and stay motivated.